Music for the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by Sycamore Drive. Visit them online at sycamoredrive.co.uk or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash sycamore underscore drive. It's time for the Cinema Geekly podcast. You can uh, check us out online at cinemageekly.com, facebook.com slash cinemageekly, twitter.com slash cinemageekly. This is episode number three. Uh, my name is Anthony Lewis. My name is Nick Montez. My name is Joe McDonald. I'm Aaron De La Osa. And I'm Dan Lewis. And I'm Jason Schmidt. Good Lord. So many people on the podcast this week. There's six of us in here, right? Yeah, there's uh, yeah, a lot of people. Information six. overload. Sinister six. Six opinions from people nobody asked to hear from. Uh, so the same amount of people on this podcast is greater than the amount of people that went and saw Sarah Palin's movie, right? Uh, uh yes. Yeah. So, okay. Or uh, yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to clear that up real quick. Or I'm guessing by the looks of the box office numbers, the Three Musketeers. Right. Um, what we do every week, starting this off... This is not including the uh, airlines that force you to watch those shitty movies? <laughs> no, this is not include the airlines, Jason. Jason, unfortunately, had the bad habit of being forced to choose from a selection of crappy movies uh, on a recent trip to and from Japan. So, uh, was forced... I don't, what, did, what did they make you watch, sir? Or you weren't forced to watch them, but they gave you very little choice. Uh, the Green... Uh, the Green Hornet? The Green Hornet. the hell was there? Meet the Fockers, the one with the kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I fell asleep through the other ones. Uh, enough said. Um, what we usually do uh, at the beginning of the show is talking about the top of the box office. Last week, of course, we always finish a podcast by predicting who's going to be at the tops of the box office. And uh, everybody predicted Paranormal Activity 3, which, to no one's surprise, is also mm-hmm. the number one movie. And it set some records. And by mm-hmm. the way, Joe didn't just predict. He, you were only off by, like, what, $5 million? <laughs> what they were going to do for the week? You predicted. Yes, I was off by $5 million, and my prediction for this weekend will come for that same movie. I'm predicting a f- at least a 45% drop in box office for that movie. Right. That's just how they do it. I mean, the horror movies that come out, and I know, I know we're going to get into the box office from last weekend and then coming up, we'll do that. But uh, just a quick note, usually with horror movies like that or specialty movies, they open big, and the next weekend there there is right. a huge drop off at the box office. So right. really no sustaining. They bank on those opening weekends and usually make it on those opening weekends. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, number one at the box office uh, maintained a certified fresh status at sixty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Real Steel held strong at number two. So that movie's actually doing probably above and beyond what they what they thought it was going to do. Footloose came in at number three, and whoever made the Three Musketeers movie is probably just about ready to jump off a tall building at this point, uh, <laughs> debuting at uh, fourth. I think they did like uh, they did under ten million. Uh, critically uh, panned, I guess would be good. I think they're only pulling twenty six percent right now. So uh, yeah, they did not do too hot. Does anybody? Did anybody even really have any interest in going to see the 900th remake of the Three Musketeers story? No, no, okay. no. no. Why? It it boggles my mind some of the shit that gets made. I mean, it's like <laughs> really. I mean, God, come on. I know it's just. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of things to go back and remake. It just seems like they've done that movie so many times that you know there's really only so many different ways you can even tell it and i don't know i think well they said i mean like take like a movie for robin like robin hood for example i mean right. that movie's been done over and over and over again but the last one with uh russell crowe that was really good right you know mm. I, I enjoyed it was it, it was so different it was, it was, yeah, it was a different different take on it and i mean 
really i haven't seen a three musketeers movie since like i was a kid and it was like i think donald mickey and goofy well it also uh, depends too on who the leads in those movies are because the last three musketeers movie i saw that i actually like had uh was it keeper sutherland oliver platt and charlie sheen right i mean <laughs> i don't like, even know have, that's a roadmap for success in anybody's box office right right i don't i don't know who was even in this one to be perfectly honest with you so i i know that little all i know is that i was bombarded with visual imagery of the multitude of trailers that were shown either on tv or or elsewhere and but i, I couldn't tell you a single person who was actually in the movie so wasn't orlando bloom in it i have no idea no ray stevenson was in it and okay. so was that naked chick from resident evil Oh, Vila jo- Jovovich? Yeah, she. Okay. They kept making a big deal of her uh, her non boobs in the trailer. Yeah, yeah Lilu <laughs> from uh, the yeah. Fifth Element. Yep. Oh, no, Orlando Bloom's in it. He was the Duke of Buckingham. Oh, okay. Well, whenever you need, <laughs> whenever you need a flick like that, call upon Orlando Bloom. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> he's in a lot of those kind of pictures. Um, but yeah, the uh, I, I just said I don't know. Uh, like you were saying about the Robin Hood movie, I didn't particularly like it a whole lot, but at least I gave it credit for doing it differently because it's you know uh you can only i mean like you can't do it comedy robin hood men in tights is not going to be outdone from a comedic standpoint i still think that movie's really funny but doing a doing a serious take on robin hood i mean i'm sure it was miles and miles and miles better than the kevin costner version which i refused to watch yeah <laughs> hey i love that version although i'm told if i really want to fully get all of the jokes in men in tights and got sean connery in it well, I know Sean Connery's in it, um, and I'm sure that's probably the best part of the movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, at least they went in another direction. I, from what I saw from the Three Musketeers movie, it kind of just looks like every Three Musketeers movie that's ever been made. So, um, let's see, uh, move on. Let's do uh, some TV talk first, since there's a lot more going on in TV than there is Ooh. movies particularly right now. Did I, I just want to gush for a second and say I really enjoyed last week's Walking Dead, and was thoroughly oh, yeah. when the episode was over. Still haven't watched it. Yeah, I know you haven't. Oh, no. It's on there. I gotta, it's on my queue. I, just gotta I, know, I know a couple of you guys are, like, uh, DVRing it and catch yeah, up. Yeah, you know, I keep... I'm so far behind on, on my other shows, and there's so much good TV that's right. just premiered this season. Right. Um, well, they, they, did, they broke the news a couple of days ago, and we put it on the website as well, that... Uh, the show is doing so well two episodes in that they already renewed it for a third season. And <laughs> usually a show has to be doing pulling in pretty good numbers and stuff for them to renew it that quickly. They're not even waiting to see what the other episodes do, if there's any drop in viewership or anything like that. They're just like, uh, to them, it looks like the patterns are good enough to warrant a third season two episodes are in they, a second. So. Well, are they going ahead with the Justin Bieber thing? I heard, I heard he was going to be on that show. Walking Dead? Yeah, I heard it was this rumor. Yeah, and he tried to. He wants to. He wanted to be like a zombie or something in one of the episodes. Well, as long as he dies, I'm sure the. They're probably just like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure he's already dead on the inside, so he's mostly zombie already. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Took the words right out of my mouth. He just shows up and they just start stabbing him. Oh, and you know, about it getting getting renewed, and that's the great thing about cable shows (laughs) is they actually give. their shows a chance to find an audience. Right. Whereas like ABC, I don't know if you guys remember it. There was a show on ABC a few years ago called Daybreak. I oh, yeah. have heard of it. Yeah. I haven't seen well, it. Well, essentially the premise, the way they set it up, it was only going to be a one season show. Uh, and they pretty much told you that from the get go. Uh, it was essentially Groundhog Day, that movie Groundhog Day, yeah. um, where the guy kept having the same day over and over again, and he was yeah. essentially he was a cop. He got framed, blah, blah, blah. I really dug it, but they canceled it like six episodes. Actually, there was three episodes left in the season, and they canceled it. And they were like, well, we're going to put it online on ABC.com. And I'm like, what the hell, man? It yeah. was a decent show. And, you know, I mean, you only have a season invested into it. Just right. let it ride out. Um, you know, and that's the, that's the thing with networks is, you know, they're so ratings and fickle, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's it's ratings and advertising driven, whereas pay TV, right. you know, they make their they have a backup in case they're, uh, right. you know, they they don't solely depend upon advertising. Same uh, thing that NBC nice. did to the Cape. Yeah, right, right. It happens a lot, man. And I, I'm not a big fan of the ratings system, but advertisers are big fans of it, and advertisers are essentially what drives whether or not your show stays on the air, more or less. So. Exactly. I, I I have a strong inclination that the rating system is a, a skosh bit flawed, but 
Um, I know they say they they use a large sample size, but I'm just trying to look at it from the standpoint of there's so many things to watch on TV. I can't even imagine that 300,000 can, you know, account for, you know, millions and millions and millions with so many channel options. So I'm guessing it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a guess, but not incredibly accurate, but about as good as it's a very flawed system. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of, a lot of uh, Hollywood, you know, I guess for lack of better terms, uh, people in the know in Hollywood really don't like it. Um, it is they they do consider it a um, right inaccurate way of 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 projecting the ratings, and there are several other options out there that they could choose. And with technology the way it is now, right. I mean, there's got to be a better way to do it. Right, right. I I mean, I would think so. I mean, because there's I mean, just you can take any show, for example, like uh, you know, I don't know, like a Jersey Shore or something like that, where there's um, you know, they could say because I don't know, 10,000 or whatever people are like watching it that have Nielsen boxes. They're like, oh, well, let's extrapolate for that. And this is how many millions of people are really watching the show based on our, uh, our extrapolation. And then, you know, perhaps in reality, there could be significantly less people really watching the show. It just depends on how many of the people with measuring systems like Nielsen boxes or whatever are watching the show. And then they kind of just use uh, that, you know, that sample rate, the, they considered a large sample rate, but I, I just don't think it's that large when you have literally hundreds and hundreds of channels to choose from. Um, I think it's, I think it's difficult to to do that. But there's actually, and I, I can't remember for the life of me the name of it, but there's a movie, a comedy about um, a team that creates a TV show and they actually get the Nielsen addresses for the the Nielsen subscribers right and they go and I guess I, I if, if memory serves and, the, and it's been a long time they send them all on a cruise <laughs> and sneak into their houses and turn on their programming so it drives their ratings up I've noticed that it does show up there's like a for some reason it just popped into my head but I very specifically remember an episode of Elf where they got a Nielsen box in their house and they yeah. were fighting over who would watch what on TV um just weird stuff like that out of the blue um i know that you guys really wanted to talk um the beavis and the butthead has yes. returned to the television oh my god yeah i mean okay i, I mean knock, knock your knock your knock yourselves out <laughs> I, I i guess i just for for me i guess i had the same appeal in beavis and butthead Hopefully as everybody another did. video game <laughs> oh that genesis game was awesome the video game was great i i just i'm I had the same interest everybody did, but for some reason, at some point for me, it just dropped off the map, and yeah, I was I'm just worried about it. Actually. And I was and I was just like, eh, call me when they bring back Daria. But that was just my view on it. <laughs> I am happy that they're making fun of uh, the MTV reality shows, though, since there are no mu- more music videos to make fun of. Right. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I'm a. I was a big fan of Beavis and Butthead growing right. up, and right. I think it's awesome that they're back. It's it's more mindless entertainment, you know. Right. So. I can come home, I can flip on the DVR and watch it and just kind of veg out um, and laugh. I love the I love the animation style and everything. I love how it looks and everything. I guess I just didn't, you know, at some point there was like a disconnect between what they were saying and when I would <laughs> laugh, I guess. It just it just happened. Like I These guys are like, why am I laughing at it's like this? A, it's a sad moment, actually, because like, I don't know when it happened or why it happened. It just sort of happened one day. I woke up and I was just like, yeah, that's not that funny anymore and changed the channel. Um, but for one, you know, at one point, I mean, I, you know, worship them like pretty much everybody else did like the the movie was like the second coming for me so right right they, i mean it was, it was i was just gonna say are they i mean for a historical point beavis and butthead is like the precursor to south park right. and the more edgier cartoons that have that we're watching now like family guy and all that yeah um you know i don't think with the show without beavis and butthead uh you know, I hate to say this because it's so cliche, breaking that barrier, right. um, we wouldn't have a lot of the animation that we have now as far as the, the more edgier, adult-oriented animation. Um, right. But it's fun. You know, I, I certainly watched it last night, and I looked at it, you know, I'm much older now. So, uh, you know, it's a chance to kind of feel like a kid again and right. just laugh and have a good time. Uh, Nick, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it is it is what it is, though. Uh, Nick, did you get a chance to see it, or...? Yeah, it was actually my favorite thing about it was they made Beavis and Butthead a little bit more witty. Like their jokes were way better than they were back. They had more intelligent jokes, is what you're saying? That's my opinion. I honestly okay. thought, like, I, Nick, I, I would agree with you on that. Um, it's like they 
they're still Beavis and Butthead, but they've uh, their jokes have kind of grown up with the audience that has grown up with them. They didn't, necessar- they didn't necessarily go too far intellectual where they were making, you know, insightful political humor or anything like that. No, no, no. And I, <laughs> I think they did that. I think Mike Judge did that because the kids, like, when I was, I, don't, I can't remember, probably junior high or, yeah, when that first came out. Um, we, my, my generation, and I hate, I sound so old saying that, but at that generation, <laughs> we watched music videos. We grew up watching music right. videos and, uh, you know, you could understand that. And nowadays kids don't have that. And I don't think a lot of kids of the 13 to 18 years old that are going to be, that, that would check that out. I don't right. know how they could relate to that or even like appreciate it. Like what the hell is the big deal about these guys? They're, yeah, morals, you know, right. No, I, I'd I rather go watch, agree. you know, some reality crap. But, um, you know, it's nice. It's original programming, which is nice. I mean, I'm so sick of reality TV. Um, you know, I'm so sick of just the same trite crap that is put out. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, so there it is. Um, the the coolest thing I thought was the show that came on after it. OK, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about this kid. Uh, from New Jersey, who's moved to California with his mom, and they're living by the beach, and it's it's was really funny, and I highly recommend it. And Presumably I, animated, or yes, it's animated. It's and it's funnier than hell, man. Aaron, did you get to see uh, the return of the Beavis and Butthead? No, we had just picked up uh, Captain America and Batman: ah. Arkham City, so we were kind of locked into that for the I better bl- part of the last uh, day. <laughs> I, bl- I blame you not. Jen and I sat down and watched Captain America. She hadn't seen it yet, so oh, yeah. I sat down and, and watched it with her. Dan and Jason, I presume, are far too busy men to have viewed Beavis and Butthead. Uh, I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> Despite us telling you that it was going to be on last week. <laughs> yeah, I just I just wasn't that interested in it. I think I've I, I just grown well, yeah, out well, of it, I guess. Well, all right, dude, and you were also, you're also four years my junior, so <laughs> that you're kind of like on the very tail end of like their popularity and stuff when yeah. you're growing up. Jason, what about what about you? No interest either? Uh, I would have watched it, but I was way too damn busy the entire week with work and school. Oh, work and school. You got to quit those things, man. The, the, the bane <laughs> of the movie fan. I got to stop going to work, stop getting my education, and just stop working out. You know, I don't really like work. I think I'm going to stop going. The... um. Really oh, like the name Bill. of that show. The name of that show is Good Vibes. Okay, it's. I, I would highly. I would highly recommend it if you uh, like animation, funny animation. Anyway, uh, you can watch it on their website. I'm looking at it now. Uh, uh, they've got the first episode up, so um, on MTV.com. So I recommend it. Is, know, is there it a, is there anything anybody else wanted to bring up television wise? Because uh, if not, I had a I have a boatload of movie stuff to discuss. Well, is anybody, they, is anybody watching the TV show Revenge? On ABC? Revenge. No. Wednesday nights? Nobody? Uh-oh. This is going to make it tough one? to discuss. This is going to make it tough. All right. This is where, this is where you recommend the show. <laughs> one man pony. I, I would recommend it. Catch up on ABC, you know, on their website. But it's uh, it's pretty good. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's uh, you know, it's a good show. I, I recommend it. So if you guys ever get a chance to watch it, we can discuss it. But I'm guessing it's a revenge story. It yeah. is, indeed. It's a, it's a very... Uh, it's kind of it's kind of corny the, the whole story, but right. you, you can you buy into it. I mean, it's it's good good TV. ABC ABC sometimes is hit or miss with their shows. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess that's how they're going to get get out of the first season with this. It seemed right. It was like don't a show have, designed uh, like how could you possibly take this into a second season? But eh, we'll see. Don't they have Modern yeah. Family on ABC? They do. That's Modern another show I wanted to watch. Metal. Uh, they're they're. ABC's got some pretty good shows on TV now, which is, you know. I was going to say, it's rather ridiculous for me to paint with such broad strokes. I was going to be like, they're hit or miss, but kind of every network, I guess, is hit or miss when they have a lot of shows in their lineup, so. Well, I'm excited, though, because ABC Family, they're uh, they're still developing a new Hulk TV series and yep. a Cloak and Dagger TV series. Which is cool. Um, the Hulk TV series is that, um, I've heard a lot of stuff that it's not like, it's not supposed to be following the the storyline of the the Marvel Studio movies, or like the the Ed Norton movie, or the Avengers, or anything like that, is it supposed to be completely separate? Or are they trying to tie that in? I, well, I heard they're they... saying now Guillermo del Toro is really uh, leading the charge on that. They're saying now that it is going to take place in the Marvel universe, 
but it's going to focus on Bruce and uh, Betty Ross back when he first started to become the Hulk and kind of their uh-huh. relationship and how it tore him apart and all that. During the Ang Lee film. <laughs> Oh, yeah. God, yeah. When the, when the I, dog I, bit his balls and then he punched the dog in the dog right? balls. Yeah, I did hear about that Hulk. I did hear about that Hulk when they announced that they were they were drumming it up. But uh, I really haven't heard anything other than you guys bringing it up now since then. So um, yeah, well, me neither. That's why I'm glad Aaron's here because I had I I had heard stuff about it a while ago, but then I haven't really heard anything else. Yeah. On it, so I've been following that one pretty close. I'm pretty excited to see. Uh, what they do with it um, yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of you guys a lot of you guys are um scary movie fans and this is the season uh there is a couple of uh, tidbits that i usually do those geekly briefs on the website of like kind of small news stories that don't really warrant a big article or something like that and a couple of pieces kind of just snuck in today like after i put that out there and both of them are kind of halloween themed i don't know how many of you guys have heard any of this stuff but um Apparently they I didn't even see this is this is what happens when you have somebody who doesn't watch a lot of horror movies. I didn't even know about this, but perhaps you guys did. There's an Evil Dead reboot coming. Yep. Yeah, don't see it. Diablo Cody's doing the script. It's gonna be a complete massacre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Diablo Cody needs to go back to the poll for real. Yeah. Dude, that movie she did with uh Megan Fox, that was dog shit, man. Yep. I, I literally could have given my camera to my daughter and said, Hey, go film a monster movie. She would have produced something better than that. She's you know what? Everybody's like, "Oh, she won an Oscar." You know what? Big deal. Uh, you know, I could name thirty people that have gotten Oscars that don't necessarily. That doesn't mean they were the best. You know. Well, you guys, I, I don't know. You may want to hear about this first. There is a there is a twist to the to the story, even though the movie. Oh no! Apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. No, follows. Go ahead. If I know I, the twist. But it's okay, still it, like shit. the movie uh, <laughs> apparently follows the movie. Appar- the movie apparently follows the same storyline, uh, but there is a new spin, uh, courtesy of Bloody Disgusting. They said uh, the motivation behind the trip in this film, with the lead character taking his younger sister to the family's cabin, is to help her kick her drug addiction. Without her drugs, she becomes insane and difficult to control, which makes it impossible to see that she's actually possessed. Yeah, but then again, she is a woman. <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's the twist. I'm not going to go see it. That's um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan in the house. What a twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Does the movie really need to be remade? I mean, it was so good. No, no it, it, I mean, any – you. Very fil- very few hey, films you'll find. Here's, here's the here's here's how I'm going to answer this question. If someone asks me, "Hey, are you going to go see this remake of uh, Evil Dead or reboot or whatever the hell it is?" Right. I'm going to say, uh, "Is Bruce Campbell in it?" Well, no. Uh, then there's your answer. Well, what's the point? Yeah. Well, they said yeah. that uh, actually he is supposed to cameo, but I mean, right? Yeah, it's uh, not going to be as I want him he as might Ash. See some some random dude, you know, stand along the side of the. Uh, right. The road like Sam Raimi did in the first one, holding the sign, you know, kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, there's some news from Entertainment Weekly on the Beetlejuice sequel, which... Yep. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know anything about this. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I guess what they wanted to do, I, maybe at first was like a reboot or a remake or something, but um, when they talked to the the writers, I guess, of the film... Uh, they said, this is their quote, they said, when Warner Brothers came to us about it, we said the only way we'd do it is if we got Tim Burton's blessing and involvement, and we have uh, both of those, and that the star of the movie has to be Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, and it has to be a true continuation 26 years later, not just throwing him in as a cameo going, hey, it's me, I endorse this movie, uh, unquote. Uh, he said, we're not quite there yet with Keaton, but like they've got his interest or whatever. They have to fully develop the rest of the film or whatever. But um, at least if they're going to do that, I would prefer them do that. If they have to do a sequel to Beetlejuice, I would prefer them do a sequel with uh, Michael Keaton in there. Um, why Get a fat Alec Baldwin in there. Why not? Um, <laughs> I would approve of all of that. I mean, to me, that's better than remaking it. Uh, How many remakes have we seen? It was, Gina it was Davis and then Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah. Ryder. And I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. I mean, you could do Winona Ryder as <clears> the <throat> female lead, or you could have it based around her, or you could have it based around her character's daughter, or you know, whatever the case may be. Right. I mean, um, I would just I would just be happy if they all just for two hours on screen danced to Deo. I'd just be right. happy with that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, it's just a musical. I just watched Beetlejuice the other night with my daughter. She really likes that movie, and it's been a, it had been a while since I had seen it, and I'd forgotten really how funny that and how good that movie is. Right. I just um, like how unique it was. 
Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just out of the box, just anything. Yeah, so, and I'm, I'm a big the fan sequel of Tim could be Burton, anything. So it doesn't I have mean, a visually. Visually, it Tim Burton makes a lot of really cool stuff. Does a lot of really cool stuff. He's, I think he's a great director. Um, right. I'm a big fan of his. So I think you know, I, I pretty much see what he does or whatever he's involved in. So sometimes he tends to drop the ball on on some stuff. Like I didn't like a lot of his retelling of stories or whatever, but one of my favorite movies is big fish. So, Oh yeah. yeah it's really good. That's a great flick. So I uh, like the fact now how in any, any of his last like five or six movies, it's impossible to tell Johnny Depp and Halibut and Par- Carter apart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I know there's, I know there's a thing too, by the way, to having, you know, having like your troop of people like Scorsese did it for a while where he had his guys, it would be like in all of his movies and he's, doing it kind of i guess he was doing it more recently with like leo but i don't don't know that sort of thing where you have like the same people in every movie over and over and over and over and over again he's got depth starring in it and then uh you know his old lady you know agree i think it's because secretly he wants to bang johnny depp and have it not be weird so he married the closest possible (laughs) he's just trying to lure them in very uh very slowly over the course of time just put them in that makes sense and that, yeah, that- uh, there's another director that does that. Oh God, what's he directed? Uh, Rock and Rolla and uh, yeah, yeah. The um, you're thinking of Snatch um, and uh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. Sure, like, he has, uh, the guy who went out with Madonna. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he was yeah. Madonna's husband Guy, at one point. Guy Ritchie. He has um, what's his name from Crank and Jason Statham in a lot of his movies. Um, so <laughs> I think that's you know. everybody's plan. They don't really just aren't comfortable with the actors. They're just trying to secretly get to them on the inside somehow in some form or fashion. Yeah, Jason, man. Jason, if I, if Jason, I was Jason will sign on for any movie as long as he ends up shirtless and covered in some sort of fluid about 45 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was a director and I had, I could do that, I'd be hooking my friends up too. I mean, as long as I could Literally. put in a performance and be like, hey, man, you want to come get paid and we'll make this movie? Oh, let's do it. You know, Put him in Twilight with Tyler Lautner and they can have a shirt off. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... Because the movie making is not God, glamorous as people take make it out to be in their minds, uh, so you might as well surround yourself with your friends while you're doing it. You know? right. At least you have something. Yeah, you're gonna have some real fun. Um, let's see. We, Rob uh, Schneider's whole career is based on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, wow, Rob Schneider reference in 2011. That's <laughs> um, no, I Joe uh, mentioned this. We want to do this like a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Never got around to it, but the uh, the trailer for what is it it's american reunion is it is it not the uh the the next movie in the american pie series i i don't know how to feel about this because i got tired after the first one dan got tired after the first (laughs) um it makes me feel feel old yeah i mean i'm i'm and i'm not that old i'm 33 but you know these movies came out again right as i was getting out of high school and you know they were Right, at around the same age as me, so I could really relate to them, um, you know. And and now it's it's like it better be really really funny, or I'm gonna come out of the movie feeling really really depressed. To varying degrees, I liked all three of the movies to varying degrees, probably to like a lesser extent each and every time it came out. But um, I, I the thing I had to do the most when I saw the teaser trailer was to tell myself. To not ignore the movie based solely on the trailer because they always do the the weird masturbation sex joke thing in the trailer. But the right. movies the movies usually more about like a real like based on the teaser trailer. Even though you they make no hints whatsoever, it comes off to me like the story is probably going to be more about how uh, uh, Biggs and his uh, and his wife have you know uh intimacy issues or something their their wedding is hit their relationship has hit that stage where they're no longer close or something and it's not until they all get back together at some reunion that they rediscover something or other um that's kind of how all those movies play out the trailer uh i'm obviously the laughs are going to have to be the thing that really um are the backbone or whatever and hopefully they can be funny and the thing that actually was surprising most to me was that when they did the cast list they got like everybody from the first movie back even uh kevin klein or whatever his name is well, it's thought... not like these guys are really busy but i mean to me, my problem <laughs> well what's <laughs> funny i don't know if you guys that, heard uh... this about this is Mary, Mary, um no tara reed yeah. is getting paid like considerably less than everybody else <laughs> oh no like, everybody everybody's getting the same pay except her she's like she's the liability though i think yeah so. yeah and i mean she's That's so good you know, well, my, uh, my only real beef movies is that when the first one came out, you know, it was really, you know, it, 
I, I don't want to say this about a freaking American Pie movie, but the jokes they they were they were new, you know, they were really right. they were shocking, they were funny, but right. the all the the other following sequels were just kind of rehashes the same jokes, and I don't know if those same kind of jokes from '99 will work today. Right, and then not, let's not forget the uh, the plethora of straight to DVD things, you know, where they they really <laughs> hit it on the nose. You're like, hey, remember in that first movie when they made the Bandcamp joke? Well, now we're doing a movie at Bandcamp. Hey, Eugene yeah, Levy has a Oh, she's got a flute. Watch out. You know, yeah, it's... Thankfully, thankfully for Netflix, I've been able to watch those straight oh, oh. DVDs. And, thankfully? You know, they're... <laughs> they're not that well, bad. Thankfully that I didn't have to pay for them. They're really oh. not that bad. Um, you well, know, from... they're not as good as this, the first one, but as a standalone movie, they're right. fun, goofy, just, right. you know, yeah, they are what they are. I mean, right? well, what you're saying is you probably wouldn't go out of your way to chuck down 20 bucks at a theater or no, buy the DVD. Not, no, of course not. For seven ninety nine on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it's they're fun to check out. If you ever can catch them on cable or Netflix, you know, I, I would definitely recommend them. They're they're funny movies. They're, you know... They won't make you hate yourself for watching. They're okay. They're just, no, they make me laugh, yeah. They're good. And they're not... Not as good. Don't, I'm not comparing them in this regard. But right, you know, right. like the Porky's movies, those just teenage angst. You know, we've all been there. Right. Uh, they're they're just fun, goofy little movies, and you know, no yeah, horror. I would much rather watch Porky's even today than you know go back and watch American Wedding again. Well, I mean, oh, without, well, uh, stuff holds up a lot better over time as well too. We should probably mention that some jokes just hold up better than others. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, depends. Speaking of uh, watching movies for free, if you guys want, if you go to the uh, Cinema Now homepage. Just for signing up for an account without paying for anything, you can watch Green Lantern for free. Oh, hurrah! I have oh, yet yeah. to watch I'm it. I'm signing up for it, it now. It's still not even worth signing up to me to watch that. Yeah, movie. I just that that didn't <laughs> even seal the deal. They'd be like, "Okay, you get to watch it for free, and we we'll pay, pay you for watching it." Yeah, like I have no interest. <laughs> we'll in pay that. you to watch this movie, and, and it sucks too because I like Ryan Reynolds. I just don't want to see that movie. I, I yeah, have no I know. In it. I should just say that I'm not a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, but I saw him in Buried, and I really liked Buried. That oh, yeah. Buried was awesome, and that. That movie made me like happy to be out of a theater. I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta see the light and stretch." And, yeah, it's very classic uh, movie. You know, right, right. Open Water was the same way. Yeah, waiting movie. Um, so Joe, what do you got on this? Uh, what do you have on this Dumb and Dumber? Uh, is it? It's a sequel. I was. I, I read it today. Um, apparently the Farley brothers. The next thing they. It's being written right now. It's a sequel to the. Uh, you know the original Dumb and Dumber. It's not the prequel bullshit. Dumb and dumb. Yeah. Oh, that movie was so bad. Um, but it's actually <laughs> they, they've gotten they, they've gotten uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels on board. Okay. Um, they've got the Farley brothers on board. It's being written, and as soon as they get done filming uh, the Three Stooges movies, I guess they're going into production on it. Which, fine by me, dude. Dumb and Dumber is the one of the funniest movies that has come down the the pike. I guess it should tell you know, everything you need to know. According to my mom, the worst film ever made. Same here. <laughs> it's glorious. My grandfather um, loved that movie, and we'd watch it with him. Like every every time he'd come into town, we'd put it on, and he'd laugh like hysterically, like these guys are such dipshits, and we'd all just have a great time. So, um, you know, it's want to hear uh, the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, <laughs> one of those movies that if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, Still I'll watch it. You know, and there's only a few movies that I'll do that with. You know, uh, Goodfellas, I'll do it with uh, no matter where it's at. There could be five minutes left, and I'm going to watch the last five minutes. Um, but uh, it, Dumb and Dumber is is sentimentally it's it's a uh, it's a good movie to, for me, and uh, just in general, it's a good movie. And I'm excited to hear that they're going to go for a sequel. Right. The Farley Brothers don't really put out a lot of crap movies, so um, well, they did they did just do Mr. Popper's Penguins. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I stand corrected. One <laughs> one out of all of them isn't bad because right, I, yeah, they, their track record's pretty good, pretty solid. I mean, and there there's been movies that have been really really funny, and then right. there's movies that have just been you know are really really good, and then or good. There's no bad. I mean, well, Popper's Penguins, yeah, but um, you know, they're 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 good. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I don't know any more than. Uh, than what I what I read today, and it wasn't much right. other than that. Um, before we move on, because there's a couple of other topics I want to talk on uh, movie-wise and stuff, but um, tis the season for, for Halloween stuff. I know that uh, the, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, was just on TV, but I, I just wanted to go around and um, ask uh, everybody if they have, like, favorite uh, Halloween-time movies. This, is, this will be interesting for Dan, because I don't know if Dan has ever watched so much as a scary movie is in his entire life, perhaps. Um, but Nick, I want to start with you. What do you? What do you? Uh, 
what's what's like what's your favorite thing to watch like this time of year if you had to like strapped on an island where halloween comes once but every 20 years and you're only allowed to watch one film on that day oh man <laughs> oh man why you gotta make it that hard <laughs> i'm really getting specific and you only have one hour and 27 minutes to watch the movie and which means you're gonna have to skip some oh wow <laughs> You're evil. Um, <laughs> well, if he watches porn, he could watch. This is an time. island I never want to visit. <laughs> right. I'm just, a lot. I'm just trying to narrow it down to like, like what's like when Halloween time comes around. Like, what's the movie you're like? I can't wait to sit down and watch. I was gonna say I can get a lot of tales from the crypt episodes in on that, but uh, <laughs> probably either a toss up between Nightmare on Elm Street or Carrie. Okay, cool. Good choices, Joe. Yep. Oh. oh man. Um... That's a tough one because there's so many movies that I do watch during the season just to, you know, get into the mood. Um, right. But I'd have to go with the original. Oh, God. And I don't even know if I God, the original Halloween. I mean, yes. and there's there's mm-hmm. so many, though, like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And this will surprise a lot of people. The remakes over the original. Really? Um, okay. I actually, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite franchises. <laughs> I love the original, but the remakes. I thought they were really good. Um, the sequel oh, yeah. that they or the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, and then they did the prequel to it. Both were really, I thought, fun movies. Um, so yeah, Arlie Ermy was excellent. Both. Of them. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's why those are such good movies. Is yeah. uh, Arlie yeah, Texas? Ar- I find him excellent in everything, though. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, uh, Andrew Bernowski, I think is how you pronounce his last name. The oh, guy that yeah. Leatherface uh, did a. He's a really. He's like six six, two hundred ninety pounds of just solid muscle. Did a really solid job of you know portraying. You guys uh, would know him as uh, Lobo from Lobo's uh, paramilitary Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, what do you what do you got? What's your favorite thing to check out this time of year? Uh wow. Uh, well, I just blasted through all the Halloween movies that were on Hulu. Um, did just pick up the Friday the 13th box set with all of them slept in there. So I mean, like, I, I watch horror movies right. at least six, seven times a week. So if I had to choose yes. a favorite, wow, uh, maybe Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer in the original Last House on the Left. Ah, yeah, I've really? got Last House on the Left. I've got, yeah. I've got or, the, or if I really feel like feeling bad about myself for a good six months, I'll watch I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie you want to take a shower after. Oh, it. my God. We, you so know, what we bad. need to do is since you know, there's a few of us that really, really dig horror movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do a separate podcast just about the genre or whatever. I like this idea. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, whatever. Taking over my podcast, Dan. Well, uh, no, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the more the more stuff we have to drive to the side. Oh no, absolutely, I agree. I agree entirely. Uh, Dan, dare I ask you, what is your favorite scary? Movie? Is it Das Boot? <laughs> das really- Boot. Is that a really World War II documentary? Yeah, maybe it's, it's a World War II movie. Do you, do you actually do you actually own anything that I'm unaware? I mean, you have a lot of stuff, so I don't know. You may have something that I'm unaware well, of. Well, the original Exorcist, right? Yeah. Love that movie. Um, the original Friday, the first Friday the Thirteenth, really was really good. Even though the killer was like like what his mom or something. Yep. Yeah. I just ruined that for somebody. I think Dan uh, Dan's spoiler alert. I think Dan's in the class of people who think new. Horror movies have ruined it for people wanting to go back and watch old ones. Well, it depends. I heard what was the name of that one movie? It was like The Descent. Um, yeah, I heard. I've heard stuff about about, yeah, about the chick, the chicks who go cave diving. Yeah, I heard stuff about that. Was really yeah, bad. that's not too bad. All right, Jason, what do you got, sir? I know you watch more than Dan does, at least in that regard. <laughs> oh, I first uh, I have to go with the Halloween series and the Friday Thirteenth series. Right, that's cool. Um, Except for the last Friday Thirteenth, where he goes into the future, frozen. That was <laughs> the Jason worst X. one. Jason, yeah, I think that for the camp value, the camp value was really high on that one. Oh, camp value, camp value uh, just counts for something, but and th- th- there's a couple of really good kill scenes in that one. Uh, then, I'm like, yeah, don't the worst... get me wrong on the kill scenes, but the whole thing it was just, oh, this is retarded. I'm like the, yeah. I'm like the worst person in this group, which is great, which is why I saved myself for last, apparently, because supposedly, uh, apparently, you're supposed to save the worst for last, but. <laughs> At least that's what I've heard. No, I mean, like, it's like I've seen almost all of those movies, but I'm not a huge um, horror movie fan. Like, I think I own, like, maybe four titles in yeah. total. Um, as long as one of them isn't Jennifer's body, you're okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, then this should be easy for you, Anthony, because you have four that you that you must like a lot. 
Oh no, that's not even that's not even true. Uh, some of them. What about given, the birds? Is the birds are, considered a horror movie? Some of them were given to me, like I have, like I have Van Helsing and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, horror movie. Um, <laughs> the no, Wizard of Oz. That was scary. No, I mean, I, I guess if I was forced to choose based on a limited selection, I have Bram Stoker's Dracula is pretty cool. There you go. Um, I there. I mean, I, I've like I said, I've seen a lot, but. I've only seen them. I've seen them so infrequently that I can't sit there and like instantly recall. Oh, that was awesome! Or oh, that was really great. But like, I, I see them very infrequently. Like, I'm literally almost a seasonal viewer of, of scary movies. So it's like the if I try to think of the last few things I've seen, it's literally like Bram Stoker's Dracula and like mm, Freddy vs. Jason or something like that. Yeah, but is Bram really Stoker's a... Dracula is a great choice, man. That's a that's a it's good. Like like the Freddy and. Halloween and all that, you know, they're 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 hack and slash movies. Bram Stoker's Dracula is a, a real, you know, right. quote unquote movie. Um, with, it's not it's not particularly like uh, kill porn or anything like that. Where it's right, right. It's, <laughs> I want to see know, the uh, Nasferatu one. The yeah, yeah. Was it the uh, I can't remember. It's like FW. I don't know how to say. Were you? Yeah, he uh, that apparently was like one of the better ones where the. The vampire, he looks like some kind of rat or something. His head yeah. is completely is yeah. a classic. Like It's so iconic, that shadow walking up the uh, steps. Yeah. Even it I is. know that, and I've never seen it, but I know the scene. Right. It's it's very good. It's my favorite uh, adaption of Dracula. Some stuff is very transcendent like that. Um, I wanted to mention the... Uh, no one said the uh, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick hates the Blair Witch Project. He hates <laughs> He hates found footage films. Yes. Or that other, or that other movie, the what was it, the Bear Pinch Project? What was the name of the movie? The what? The Bear Winch. The Bear Winch. Bear Winch Project. That's what it was. <laughs> Aaron knows. Well, he's like, I'm watching it right you. now. Yeah. <laughs> Where they like pour chocolate on some girl, and she's like having like a seizure. <laughs> yep. Oh, that movie was horrible. That's good cinema right there. Um, no, I wanted to mention uh, something that well, it was a porn film uh, for an industry that that claims to despise piracy so much. This ought to certainly not help. <clears throat> Uh, in the piracy area, I, I posted this story a couple of weeks ago. It's actually still featured on, on the site that Warner Brothers plans to pull a Disney with the Harry Potter series, and starting uh, December 29th, all Harry Potter shalt disappear from thy shelves, uh, all of them, every single movie. They're pulling them all uh, Disney style, which I'm sure will drive absolutely nobody to the internet to find them. Yeah, nobody's going to want to copy them now. I can't say I'm particularly fond of this move. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that complained about when they re- uh, re-released Lord of the Rings in Blu-ray, they did the theatrical versions and did not release the extended editions immediately at the same time. People went haywire and said, oh, they were double-dipping, we can't control ourselves we need to buy both <laughs> versions if they're both available. How dare you release one and make us wait for the other because we have to buy both for some reason. Um, that sort of argument I, I, I can't get behind. It's like no one's going to force you to buy the theatrical version if you can't control yourself and need to buy both because you double duped um you know that sort of thing i I don't know i don't buy into that particular argument uh then there's obviously the the kinds that don't work like vote with your wallet like what they did with the star wars blu-ray releases where they made a bunch of changes and people were like hey man you don't like it send george lucas a message and don't buy the don't buy the blu-rays and i think it made 80 million dollars on its first day or something like that (laughs) some ridiculous it's it sold a, a boatload of copies uh, well, I didn't buy a copy. No, neither did I. <laughs> neither did I, and I want to because I'm still shot first, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> want Star Wars on Blu-ray? So, you know, my my opinion on it is, I know what they're know, trying to do. They're trying to. I mean, obviously, they're trying to drum up huge sales for for Christmas. Um, and the one thing they, they there's two things they didn't do, I guess, and I, I guess both on purpose is they didn't give a reason as to why they were doing this because I'm sure the real reason is because we want to make a lot of sales and people will be mad at that. And the other thing they didn't do is let you know when they may be coming back because then people may just want to try to wait it out. I understand the the reasoning behind the move, but I, I just don't think it's a particularly great move. I because I, I think that's going to sell a boatload of copies around the holidays anyway. It comes out around the holidays, so. And the changes they made, I mean, just the you know, Anthony, I know you and I were kind of swapping YouTube clips about some of the. Oh, the uh, force. Some of the. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, and they were just they were so bad and just so pointless. It's not like they dusted up some CGI in a couple of areas. Just adding in just new sound effect. Oh God! It was just <laughs> god awful. 
Jesus. Well, I, I, I maintain the point before we jump back to Harry Potter that uh, people keep saying that Lucas is doing this because he's greedy, and I, I couldn't disagree more. If he literally th- he must literally think these are necessary and good changes <clears throat> in the films because if he was truly greedy, he would re-release the original films unaltered in Blu-ray because that would net him a a lot more money than oh, I'd definitely buy that shit. Yeah. Um, if he was truly greedy, that's what he would probably do. I think he honestly thinks that people don't want to buy them for the, the upgrades or whatever. I think he honestly thinks that, uh, his artistic vision is like these help the movie in some form or fashion. Like Darth here's, Vader saying no at the end. Some here's help, my two uh, cents on George Lucas. That dude can kiss the hairiest part of my ass. I can't stand him. <laughs> it's like, dude, Fuck you and your stupid fucking Star Wars movies. And you know what? I I love Star Wars. So, you know. You mean his stupid but, his stupid editions? Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, f- get real, man. Get over yourself. Just right. release the originals. No one gives a shit right. about new. Ex- that was so. That, that's what's so endearing about that movie is because it was made in the seventies, and some of those effects are still really good. Like. Right. You know, come on, just leave it alone. Leave good enough alone. If you want to sell some more DVDs or whatever, right. do the original on Blu-ray and load them up on special features. Right. You know, or people were claiming every, to do this. every documentary and making of on one disc. You know, and right. well, people were and, people... and maybe shoot some retrospectives now. Right. It, it's ridiculous. I can't. I it it makes me nuts. I cannot. I I am not a George Lucas fan. Well, I mean, like, when, really, come on. Well, when people did uh, a lot of things that people were saying they should do is like the seamless branching which they did in the uh when they released the original star trek series on blu-ray a lot of fans were immensely happy with the work they went through because they to uh for the remastered versions they redid a lot of the special effects on the show but if you have the the blu-ray versions of the seasons they have seamless branching which lets lets you play the episodes but if you want to watch the episodes with the mono track and you want to watch it with the old effects just click the button and you can watch it with the old effects and the original broadcast mono tracks of the of the show i mean they cared enough about their fans to be like look we know some people may want to watch watch it with new effects but some people are like hey i want to watch the show i grew up watching when i was a kid and they left that stuff in there for those people who want to watch it that way no, but I can't he, even he think. I have a Star Wars that have the original. Another movie that George stuff. Lucas has made, right? THX eleven. What is it? Thirty eight. Yeah, eleven thirty eight. Well, I mean, he's That's all George Lucas. There's that, and then there's what the car flick that he made. Uh, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll make seven, eight, and nine for us, and leave us the hell alone for the next twenty years. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's co-responsible for Indiana Jones, but that's not all him. That's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Spielberg is. I'm just not a fan of his. American Graffiti is a good movie, but right. uh, I just hate George Lucas. <laughs> he did the same thing to a THX 1138. Added a bunch of stuff to it. Did he? Uh, yeah, it was still a pretty decent movie, though. I, I couldn't make it through. It's not my kind of sci-fi, but um, that that's like a 1984-ish type scenario where they weren't weren't allowed to love, and you know, they all had to wear. They were all shaved, and they had to wear. White clothing, and he just breaks free. And it sounds like the it ends island. Him, like climbing out of a like, he like climbs out of like the factory or something, and just ends up on the surface. And it's like the end. <laughs> <laughs> girl with him. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very, uh, it was a very cerebral film. Uh, it's like the end. Too cerebral for me, and that's sometimes saying something because I like my movies. cerebral meaning up George Lucas's asshole. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> All this talk about George Lucas is giving me a migraine. Can we, can we move on, um, please? So, what do you guys? Um, I mean, are you guys? Obviously, uh, not all of you are like going to die if you don't get uh, copies of Deathly Hollows Part Two. But I, I'm just not a. You guys, what do you think of the particular business practice that they're employing here of <clears throat> all the movies off the shelves? Good. Oh, more, who cares? If it makes them more money, great. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the a business. Been doing it for decades. Why not? Yeah. Aware of, I'm aware of that. But my the thing I said at the beginning was for an industry that's so obsessed with uh, uh, how piracy is hurting them. I'm relatively certain this is going to increase piracy boatloads on that particular. I don't yeah. know. I mean, DVD and Blu-ray rips are already out there for it. Is all I'm saying right now. The people that the people that are pirating are gonna just pirate them regardless of how they release them. Right. The people that want the DVDs for their collection, right. they'll just go out and get them. Right. I mean, it's as simple as that. Hey, you know, I got only a limited time to go get these. I better go get them. Right. Uh, if you don't get them and they close the vault, 
You ain't got nobody to mad, be mad about but yourself, you right. know? I mean, that's the that's the Disney model. They do that with a lot of their classic films as well. And it's a you know what? It is a brilliant idea because A, it generates excitement for the release. Right. Uh, and B, it sells them a shitload of DVDs and Blu-rays. To be fair, uh, to be fair, when it relates to the other films, because there are like seven of them, I do believe at this point, seven, seven releases, um, you know, if you haven't gotten them by now... You know, you've had ample time uh, to get them. They've yeah. Been well, and then there's the people like stuff. me that, you know, I want the whole box set. Right. You know, I, I, I don't want to get like they have like years one through five right now uh, or one through six. Yeah. And they fit in their own little box. Yep. Well, if I go go get the, the last two, they're going to fit outside of that box. And I'm real OCD about that kind of shit. Right, so right, I'm right. just going to wait. I'm at least like one. Yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for them to release one box that they all fit in, you know, and I'll go buy that. And then, you know, all right, they close the vault, I got my movies, whatever. Right. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? Um so we were we talked a little bit about how wonderful Netflix is uh last week despite the the haters. Haters going to hate. But uh they Haters be hating. Yeah, haters be hating, sir. They uh released the uh the numbers of customers they lost, I guess. It was uh, larger than they expected. I think they said they dropped eight hundred thousand. Yeah, it's some eight hundred thousand yeah. customers. Two hundred thousand more. Um, although I guess it's really I don't know. Is that like a drop in the bucket? I think they went from like twenty four point something million to twenty three point something million <laughs> subscribers. Is that really their stock a... still got hit pretty? Well, hard. and the stock and, and that's and that's what matters. Their stock took a beating. And uh, I've got I was mm-hmm. talking to one of my real really close friends this week he invests in stock and i was like dude you may want to jump on uh netflix and right he's of the opinion that two more well he's of the opinion that it's gonna it's gonna keep sliding for another two months right and uh i i kind of agree with him i think what what's gonna happen is the stocks are gonna continue to go down until they fire that guy that ceo yeah Reed hastings yeah and you know hey you're fired and We've got to write this, and then that'll that'll settle investors. The stock will go back up, and everything will be good in Netflix land. But yeah, I mean, their stock. I think people will start coming back down like 150 bucks. Right. I mean, that's a lot of money. Right. I mean, I think people will start coming back too once they realize that while there are a few other alternatives out there, most of them don't. They offer bits and pieces of what Netflix offers, but none of them particularly offer the whole. Um, like, yeah, when Net, when Netflix too, when their deal is up with stars, they're going to lose the rights to a lot of stuff people like on there. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, although yeah. I see, I see when I read a lot of complaints about it, I I see a, just a, a just an inordinate amount of ignorant comments like, you know, why can't I see Green Lantern on Netflix right now? You know, and it just nobody wants to see Green Lantern. <laughs> I know it's a bad example. <laughs> bad example. Um, that that person doesn't really exist. He's a fictional character. But for the purposes of this discussion, I mean, was the screen name Ryan Reynolds? Is that who posted that? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. cause, I mean, because you have Van options. Wilder fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we have like, uh, oh, Nick's going to take off. So, uh, he's got a party to attend. Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> party! Um, so Nick, we got to stay on, uh, we got to stay on Anthony about getting our own horror podcast on the site. Yes, we should do this. It can Definitely. be done. It can be done. Got to ask, got to get it approved by the boss. <laughs> yeah. Boss. When can we do this? Uh, Hey, we're in the middle of recording a podcast right now. You're fired. <laughs> get off. Go. Yeah, all go, right. Sir. Enjoy your party. All right. We can <laughs> uh, right. No, we were, uh, because there's there's other options out there like um you know people I always hear people say Redbox but Redbox is one dollar one movie a uh, dollar a day and they do give you some of the newer releases but they don't have a really wide selection obviously you can only fit so many titles in the Redbox. Well, and I don't go to McDonald's, so you know, right. I don't want to have to go anywhere. Read, uh, Netflix has spoiled me. Right. I don't want to have to go anywhere to get my movies. I want them to come in my mail or. Just right. a click of the button. And, uh, I mean, there's obviously there's also uh, there's also Blockbuster, but Blockbuster does not have a streaming service. Um, they, they have a sort of streaming service. When I looked on their website, it's like, oh, they have Blockbuster on demand. But it's essentially, if you have a digital cable in any form or fashion, it's your on-demand service. Right. Uh, you have to pay to watch, you know, uh, one-time uh, fee to watch the movie. Um, and I also heard people say... Um, Amazon Prime, uh, but they're still trying to build their 
catalog and unlike Netflix Amazon Prime you have to pay your it's 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 a relatively similar cost if you look at how much you pay for Netflix over the course of a year but Amazon asks you to pay that entire year up front and not, you don't have a month by month um schedule there like you do with Amazon Prime though that that entitles you to like express shipping and a bunch of other weird shit like if you shop at Amazon also so they they're really trying to make that an, an incentive just for using right. every bit of the site right it's uh um, it's uh, essentially an incentive to uh, for the two-day shipping, really, that they've added on there. And they do have it available on some uh, other third-party platforms, but not nearly as many as, say, uh, Netflix does. Um, well, geez, there was uh, one thing... Yeah, we're getting we're getting pretty close to the end of the show anyway. We got about seven minutes or so left here, and probably nowhere near enough time to discuss the thing that I wanted to discuss, which sort of ties in to the Netflix things. And we're going to have to do it next week, and that's more of a discussion about uh, the timetable because there's a an interesting uh, bit of discussion since Netflix has been in the news so uh, so frequently. There's been a lot of discussion about when will physical media disappear because that's the thing that Netflix has always uh, at least for the last little while have been trying to put out there is that they want to walk away slowly, but they want to walk away from the DVD mailing thing and focus more on uh, delivering content streaming via the internet. Obviously that's going to be a talk that's going to take more than uh, seven minutes of our time. (laughs) Um, So we're just going to skip to the last two segments, which are uh, the Blu-ray releases. And Joe wanted to talk about uh, the Jurassic Park Blu-ray set too. And we're probably going to have to wait until next week to do that as well. But I will say this real quick about it. it I is, heard it looks. I heard it looks insane. It is, dude. It is so awesome. Like <laughs> nobody was nobody was home at the house. I popped in the first one and cranked up the surround sound, and my house was shaking. And the picture was great. Uh, we'll talk about it next week, but it, I got a lot to say about it, and it's all positive. The water was shaking in your drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, cup, my <laughs> cup of water was. Yeah. Uh, let's see the the Blu-ray releases. Because uh, I say it every week, because fuck DVD for November first is uh, <laughs> the Big Country, nineteen fifty eight MGM film coming out on Blu ray, uh, Cars two in both the digital uh, combo pack with a DVD and the fuck three D version, uh, <laughs> Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is coming out, the uh, Sylvester Stallone epic Copland is coming out. Ooh, oh yeah, oh. on Blu ray. Oh, I want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Is that uh, is that a bit of De Niro? Crazy, come on now! <laughs> crazy, <laughs> stupid <laughs> love uh, is coming out on Blu-ray. The Grateful Dead, nineteen seventy-seven. I'm guessing some sort of documentary, perhaps. Not sure. There's no image to go with it. Uh, the nineteen ninety-one Robin Williams Hook film is coming out on Blu-ray. <gasps> Holy shit! Yeah, Michael Jackson, The Life of an Icon, Quigley Down Under, Scrooge just coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, there we go. That's a good That's like right it. in time for the holidays. Film it's a great Murray. movie. Yeah. Film uh, Snow Flower and the Secret Fan. Never heard of that one, but it's coming Ooh. out whether you like it or not. Fantastic uh, picture. The original The Taking of Pelham 123, the 1974 movie is coming out on Blu-ray. Um, let's see here. Toy Stories 1 through 3 in 3D, and then a box set of the 3D versions of the film are all coming out. Uh, Trespass and Water for Elephants are all coming out on... Trespass with Ice Cube? I believe so, yeah. Man, that's a good movie. Um, so we've got that, and we have, uh, let's see here, we looked at the box office. It was, uh, Paranormal Activity 3, Real Steel, and Footloose in the top three, with Three Musketeers trailing sadly behind. At eight point seven million. Um, by the way, Dan, you'll be happy to know Ides of March is still hanging in there. Uh, That's a good movie. The top five. Um, I highly recommend that. I didn't get around to watching it because I really wanted to watch it. We mentioned it last week, uh, just a little bit in passing. Um, that the uh, the movie about the uh, the Wall Street collapse with uh, uh, margin call. Yeah, margin call. I I have it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but um, I've heard really good things about it, like Oscar buzz type stuff for it. Um, but uh, to the surprise of no one, because it was limited release, uh, didn't quite make the uh, the top of the box office list. Um, but opening, and that would be oh, this one's going to be easy. That would be oh yeah, that would easy. That would be opening today. Uh, would be Johnny Depp's kind of prequel, I guess, to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Rum Diary. It's essentially number two. Mm-hmm. From what number I, two. From what I gather, The Rum Diary takes place before all the Fear and Loathing. So. Uh, from actually what I gather, the movie's only pulling a 51%, so it's barely above 
Hey, don't forget about Puss in Boots. Uh, yeah, that, that's your Puss number one boots. right there. To, that yeah. is number one. We're, we're getting to it. Uh, the Rum Diary, I've heard, is essentially Fear and Loathing without, with virtually none of the craziness, um, which I think is why a lot of the critics didn't like it as much, because there's not as much... Uh, Ooh, anonymous looks it's not. Cool. It's not an unleashed Hunter S. Thompson-type character. Uh, but there's that. There's uh, Justin Timberlake is only allowed to live until he's 25 and in time. Yeah, tell me he's 26 tomorrow. <laughs> I like Timberlake, man. I I, I do too. I've, I dig him. I've grown to like him in movies. I forget. I've forgotten about In Sync and stuff after Dick in a Box. It was all uphill from there for me. And yeah, uh, I mean he he was really good in this, in the Social Network. I really yeah. liked. Him. Oh, I really liked him in Social Network. In Time, however, not doing very well. 37. percent I said some. Rev- I saw some reviews that essentially say it's. Uh, they're amazed that uh, Fox that. Uh, News Corp is behind this movie because they said it is literally the most blatantly balls to the wall socialist movie ever made. <laughs> they, they, well, that's that's because he's not really a, a he's not really like a right. He's not really yeah. He's just doing it for the John money. Stewart said it famously about Hollywood. It's like it's not red, it's not blue, it's green. Yeah, it's like it's going to make money for him. He's going to do. Well, I mean, make money. Yes. Look at, yeah. look at the. I mean, Fox News is really conservative, but look at FX. The uh, the non the movie where stuff doesn't blow up, but is yet somehow directed by Roland Emmerich, uh, is coming out called Anonymous. It's about the. Uh, the uh, I think it's the Oxfordian theory that William Shakespeare did in fact not write the. Oh yeah, Christ, this is a Roland Emmerich film. It is a Roland Emmerich yeah. film, dude. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought I'd say Roland. Emmerich. It's gonna have me rolling past the theater because I ain't going to see that <laughs> shit. I, uh, I, I don't know. It's got some pretty good ratings from the way it looks. Uh, well, no, it's only toting forty four percent right. I was gonna say uh, it's I, all that good. I'm not sure. I'm interest. I'm interested because I like that sort of stuff. But I just never thought I'd hear Roland Emmerich and Oxfordian theory in the same sentence together. Uh, and then well, there's, uh, by, I don't know how you guys feel about Ebert, but sometimes I like hot and cold stuff. on Ebert, hot and cold. Um, and then there's uh, three and a half out of four. So and then he's the, kind of hard to understand lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to chew some gum with him. Uh, it's like right? he's got Lockstar <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, and then the movie that I don't think anybody thinks will make any money is uh, Puss in Boots. I think that's toting a lowly. It's actually <laughs> got an eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Critics like it a lot. Like they said, it's better than. Uh, it's not as good as the first Shrek, but it's better than the second and the third one and the fourth one and the eighth Little and the. Oh, that won't make any money at all. Christmas special and the Quant. And I'm, man. The thing is with these movies is, it's Halloween weekend. That's right. not a real good weekend to open. Right. But no. that is such a family-driven movie. Like my kids are dying to see it. And by the way, I, I like the Puss in Boots character. I thought even. Oh, I pro- do too, and I'll go see it. You know, and I'll, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing it because I like Shrek and you know I like Puss in Boots. My kids like it. It's something we can do together. I just um, in the crummier movies, he stole the scenes in the movies. So yeah, it's definitely. I wonder why they didn't open Thanksgiving one. weekend though. No idea. Definitely going to be number one. I don't know that it's going to meet expectations as far as uh, what it takes in. I'd say somewhere in the sixty-six, sixty-five million dollar range. Yeah, that feels right. Um, I think Real Steel hangs on to number. two. To... Really? You think that yeah. paranormal, think paranormal is going to be that big, huh? It's going to be neck and neck. Um, if Paranormal Activity comes in th- third, it's going to be just by a few million dollars behind Real Steel and vice versa. Uh, the, the one thing that uh, Paranormal Activity has going for it is the Halloween weekend. Right. And it's got uh, some good buzz around it, too, that people are saying it's course, not. Yeah, that, too. I mean, I've heard it's really good, but uh, – it's got the Halloween weekend, and that's it's the only movie of its kind right. that is, you know, that um, so horror genre that's that's playing over Halloween weekend. So I'm saying Puss in Boots. Joe, you're saying Puss in Boots? Without a doubt, yeah. Aaron? Hands down. Puss in Boots. Dan? Uh, yeah, Puss in Boots. Aaron, Jason? Uh, no doubt. Uh, and well, since, you think I mentioned it. And since Nick isn't here, I'm going to guess he was going to say in time. So only time will tell, Nick. <laughs> if you were correct. See, in, in, I, I want to see in time, like, too. I can see, that, I can see that coming in I'm curi- a strong third. I'm curious. I'm curious because when I see sci-fi movies, even when they have bad ratings like that, sometimes, like with Ebert, when he didn't like Trek 09, I read his review and I'm like, you had the worst reasons for not liking that movie. Um, and flat out wrong so sometimes critics just don't get sci-fi movies sometimes like they're like oh the science in this movie is terrible i'm like yes i know people don't really uh 
transfer currency as time through their arms. I, I know that's yeah, but, I mean, but if you want to see a movie like, you know, where age really, I mean, just go rent Logan's Run and see a better right, version of right, the movie. Right. Logan's Run is a great film. This weekend's box office, uh, the number one is an easy call. What is hard to call is two through five. Right. Because I could easily see the Justin Timberlake movie, which is a movie I'd really like to go see. It looks cool. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, good or not. and there's a lot of adults out there that don't want to go see Puss in Boots and that don't want to go see Paranormal Activity. So, right. and I, de- that's, you know what? That's I why we don't predict think, the other ones. <laughs> well, and I see, I kind of like to play that game, Bo, but right. let me say this. I do think uh, Paranormal, it's either going to be Paranormal Activity or Real the Justin Timberlake oh, movie okay. that comes in second because uh, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. All the families have gone to see that. They're going to go see Puss in Boots this weekend. So once again, I think, I think Real still drops to four. Once, yeah, once again, I, I would agree with that. Once again, we will all be completely disturbed if Anonymous is number one. Um, okay, <laughs> or, let's, Johnny, or Johnny English Reborn. <laughs> somehow comes back from ninth place <laughs> hey, or wherever it is. Dolphin Tail is going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> come back. Well, it wasn't number one for a while, but um, all right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up the podcast for this week. We are one person less than when we started, but that's all right. We, he doesn't have to say goodbye. Uh, the man who need the man who needs no goodbyes, Nick Montez. Um, but once again, I want to thank everybody for checking out again this week. We got pretty good download numbers uh, from last week. I want to say them here because people might be like email me and are like those aren't impressive numbers. Um, impressive <laughs> enough for me. Um, yeah. But once again, uh, you can check us out on cinemageekly.com. You can stream the episodes there, or if you have iTunes, there's a button in there. You can click and take it right to our iTunes page. You can subscribe and download it onto the iPad or the iPod or whatever. Um, also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash cinemageekly, twitter.com slash cinemageekly. And if there are, in fact, any questions, I can't imagine there would be any. But if you do have any, or comments <laughs> for that matter, info at cinemageekly.com is where you'd want to send that. And by the way, for people checking us out on iTunes, uh, what would rule the hardest is if you actually like starred the podcast and wrote a review for it. Because when you do that, that actually provides more attention that moves us up like on the itunes charts obviously i'm not expecting to be in like the top 800 podcasts right now but even if it moves us up just a little bit like if somebody searches for cinema uh you know or or movies or something like that we may have a chance of showing up just a little bit higher uh if you do that so please 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 do that um but until uh, next week uh i am anthony lewis i am joe mcdonald i am aaron de la osa and i'm dan lewis And I'm Jason Schmidt, and we'll see you next week.